the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Third hour, Pure Opelka. Let's start it off with some good news. Some very good news. A good indication CNN just posted this, and this this shouldn't be under breaking news. This should be under good news. Steve Scalise, Representative Steve Scalise, leaving the ICU a month after the shooting at the baseball practice. He is still in serious condition, but let's all let's all say thank God. Let's all give another prayer for Steve Scalise to recover. Don't ever forget. My God, what a day that was. And I can't imagine what, what the rest of those people are feeling who were on that field. So uh, Representative Steve Scalise, out of intensive care a month after shooting at the practice. He's still got a long way to go, a very long way to go, and we'll have to, we'll have to keep, uh, keep him in our prayers going forward. But come on, Steve Scalise, we're rooting for you. I love the initial report from his doctors who said they can see him walking and running and doing as much as he wants to accomplish. So we hope, we hope, we hope, we hope, and we pray, we pray, we pray. That's actually very good news. Very good news. Um, Some other interesting news happening today. Very interesting news around, around the world. There's a story on The Blaze that I think... Uh, it, it makes me a little. It makes me a little nervous to even realize that there are states that would permit this. Today, the governor of Michigan, Rick Snyder, a Republican, signed a law that made female genital mutilation a felony in Michigan. And all I'm thinking of is, what, wait, wait, it's 2017. It's 2017, and, and that wasn't a felony in Michigan? Mutilation? Uh, well, I just I can't even get into this. But apparently, and because the, the situation with some of the extreme communities in Michigan, where we know there are pockets of extreme Islamists in Michigan, still practice this, and there are people who've been arrested recently, a doctor and his wife for conspiring with another doctor, an American-born member of an Indian Muslim sect who still use the practice and have been doing it for years. Uh, they, they, we've had to make this, this mutilation of women a crime. We actually had to write a bill. Apparently, there are several states in the country where this still is, is not considered a felony. Michigan is the 26th state to officially ban the practice, according to reports from ABC News. 26 states only. That means there's 24 states out there where this is apparently not a felony. As far as I'm concerned, it should be the death penalty for butchers. This is uh, the most heinous crime. Well, among the most heinous crimes. But uh, imagine, imagine that this actually took, I I hope it's not covered here in the story, but I hope this was a unanimous decision. I can't see 
anybody, if anybody voted against this, if anybody in the in the processing of this bill and moving it through the Michigan House uh, to to the governor's desk, if anybody voted against it, that person should be primaried. That person should be put up in front of the entire world. I'm just saying. Just uh, it's unbelievable to me. There were 24 states where it is not a felony. That, I, I know. You want to weigh in on this? Anybody want? If you want to weigh in, it's kind of a free for all final hour today. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I'm taking manners suggestions. I'm taking story suggestions. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I'm going to be able to watch the football games again and other sports games again on television. I get tired of watching sports when every other commercial is for. Viagra or Cialis. Will you be ready when the moment is right? Are there any creepier commercials than the Viagra and Cialis commercials? And then they tried to they tried to make the commercials with the 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 women in the sexy shorts and the football jerseys. Are you ready? Will you be ready? Talk to your doctor. Well, uh, apparently, according to the business reports, um, the ad dollars for these male enhancement drugs are um, going to be a little flaccid in the future, if I can use that term. Why? Well, apparently the, the patents are going to expire, which means there are going to be a bunch of uh, knockoffs, a bunch of generic versions that are going to flood the markets. So my other question is, if we're not going to have to put up with the Viagra and Cialis commercials, does that mean we're going to have to put up with the generic versions and God knows what those commercials will be like? Viagra spent a reported $100 million on television ads over the past year, according to the iSpot TV group iSpot.tv monitors this stuff. $100 million. I can believe it because it seems like every time I turned on a sporting event, they were asking the question, will you be ready when the moment is right? And then the dumb two bathtubs. I've always wondered about the two bathtubs on the mountaintop. I can't even get into it. But just so you know, because of this, Because of this news, hopefully we won't have to spend as much time hitting the mute button or going, oh, great, another commercial for this. Can we please give it a (laughs) rest? Perhaps give it a rest is the wrong term. I'm sorry. Okay, I I know, I know, I know. Don't go there. And And then there's the case of the Los Angeles school board. Uh, Los Angeles, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this report on the Daily Caller and the L.A. Times is reporting it. California, what are you doing, people? The L.A. Times reports and the Daily Caller backs it up that um, the people who are are on the school board in Los Angeles, well, they're going to get a cost of living increase. And we know California's having financial difficulties. What state isn't having financial difficulties? 
It's a it's tough time still. The economy is not completely out of the woods yet. But um, California, the Los Angeles Board of Education was just awarded by the city's commission an increase, a cost of living increase. You see, if you were on the school board in Los Angeles, you were getting $45,637 per year. Not bad. Not bad. But now it's, it's been raised. You're probably thinking, what, they get a $10,000 year raise? That would put them at 100, and, or I'm sorry, that would put them at 55000 No, they didn't get a $10,000 raise. You're probably thinking, okay, maybe they got a, like a $25,000 raise. That would be more than a 50% increase and take them up to $70,000, right? Yeah, that'd be a nice raise, wouldn't it? If, some, if your boss came to you and said, you've been doing great work, we're going to give you a 50% raise. You'd be like kissing your boss's feet. This is fantastic. No, 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 no. The city's commission on Monday voted to give the members of the Los Angeles Board of Education a 174% pay hike. Let that marinate. Let that just sink in right now. So the members of the city school board in Los Angeles, the Board of Education, went from $45,000 a year to $125,000 a year. We're talking the school board. Now, um, there's a problem with that. Apparently, that's not enough. There are some people who think that um, that, that needs to be raised to the same same amount of money that a, a Los Angeles City Council member makes. You're probably wondering, what does a member of the Los Angeles City Council make? Because certainly they're as important as members of the House of Representatives, right? Because those people we pay $174,000 a year, right? So the, the Los Angeles City Council probably makes less than the representative in Congress, right? You're... You're probably thinking that. No, you'd be wrong. If you're a member of the L.A. City Council, you make $191,000 a year. $191,000 a year for the L.A. City Council. And you wonder why L.A. is having trouble. You're also probably saying, well, you know, they probably gave the teachers a raise too, right? The teachers probably make more than the members of the Board of Education because they're the ones actually doing the heavy lifting. They're the ones who are actually in the trenches having to deal with the students and, and actually educate people, not tell people how to educate people. Teachers just starting out in, in the Los Angeles School District Starting pay is not bad. It's 50 grand a year. Between 50 and 80. That's a pretty good salary, right? If you're starting in in certain parts of of the school system, 50 to 80,000 dollars a year. But it's certainly nowhere near the 125,000 dollars a year that the LA school board members are now being paid. How do you justify it? How do you? The, the, the board members say they are burdened 
That's the term they use, burdened with a lot of work. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, California. I know, and there's some of you are out there going, please don't pick on us today. I, I want your state to be great. I, it's, there's so many beautiful parts of California, so many wonderful places I have visited in California, so many great meals, so many great people, so many sights I've seen, so many stunning vistas. How can you let these thieves run your government? How can that be allowed? I guess it's going to have to drive itself off a cliff in order for it to straighten itself out. I guess it's going to have to burn itself down in order to be rebuilt. I just don't, I don't understand how the city council in Los Angeles pays city council members more than a congressional representative in Washington is making? How does it pay school board members more money than it pays teachers? How do you give yourself a 174% pay hike? It is criminal, and it certainly should be called out. Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. I know, I know, I'm going to get emails from people who are mad at me for talking about California the way I did. I I got, after yesterday, after we talked to Lise Wheel yesterday, and we discussed the secessionists and the plans for some Western states to secede from the Union, I got some real interesting emails, especially from people who didn't listen to the show but just read the article on The Blaze and they thought I was picking on them because I know the western parts of Oregon and the western parts of Washington State are the liberal parts and the eastern parts are where some great, great conservatives live. Barry in Pennsylvania is checking in. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great, Mike. How are you doing today? Thanks for taking my call. I'm 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 good, but I'm dubious because a lot of people also pointed out I went from a story on female genital mutilation to Viagra, and it was not intentional. It just happened. Well, hey, every segue can't be smooth. These things happen. But I, 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 I'm thinking about, you know, you're talking about these 20-some states that don't ban uh, female genital mutilation, but there, there's a bigger thing going on. What about the 50 states that don't ban male genital mutilation? Oh, you're talking about circumcision. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot of people are just men are, are automatically circumcised without even the parents even having to say so. And it just, it's part of procedures. And it seems to me that uh, if it's okay for this group and not okay for that group, that opens up a whole can of worms. So uh, I don't think this banning is uh, the best possible answer. I don't know what the best answer is, but I think we need to think a little bit more on this. You know, this is a topic that uh, I may not be old enough to discuss. I, I need to bring in a little more maturity. And you know what? This is something that perhaps a Dr. Jorge discussion would be worthwhile. 
when we have a Wellness Wednesday conversation with Dr. Jorge, because we've talked about some serious things. You know, we talk, we, yeah, he talks about weight loss a lot, but today we talked about this new strain of gonorrhea that's coming, and you know it's coming to America, that is uh, resistant to antibiotics, and, and, and people are not being smart in their lives these days. And he actually threw some shade on the, um, the dating apps, the Tinders and, and the like, for causing an increase in a lot of the STDs. But you bring up a good point. Uh, we, we do not think about, at least I don't think about circumcision as, as male genital mutilation because frequently it happens at birth. And it's not something that, like you said, it's, it's not given an option or discussed. Whereas in the case of female genital mutilation, it's uh, much later in life, and it, it really does seem to be a, a very violent, violent act. Uh, so, oh, sure, yeah, that's sure. A, that's a, a, very yeah. Good, a very good question. I don't know of anybody that I think would volunteer for either of these practices uh, later in life. I just think uh, rational people would, would tend to go, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good with what God gave me. I'm just going to deal with it. You, you can stay over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly. trying to make light, so, but there it is. Yeah, great. Like I said, it needs more discussion. So uh, maybe when Dr. Horry comes in, we can talk about this. I, I will definitely do that, sir. I appreciate it. What do you do in life? Uh, right, right now, I'm a Pennsylvania State Constable. You're a Pennsylvania State Constable. Thank you. Thank yeah, yeah, you're th- welcome. You're welcome. And uh, right now, the Pennsylvania State Constable is having a couple of roadblocks. Um, it seems uh, that some of the other agencies in Pennsylvania are trying to, um, oh, let's just say, slow us down from doing our jobs, which is a shame because we're the only law enforcement co- uh, agency in the country where the defendant bears all the costs and the taxpayer doesn't have to pay one penny. Wow. Isn't, we need to learn more about this. Where can I find out more, Barry? Okay. Uh, aside from the basic Google, Google Pennsylvania State Constables, uh, you can uh, look at uh, the Monroe County Constables Association uh, page. Uh, it's mcca-pa.org, I believe it is. Uh, there's mcca-pa.org. Also the Pennsylvania Fraternal- All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to do my homework, Barry. Uh, these yeah, these are issues that are important to me, especially if they're important to my audience. So uh, I'll do my homework and look into it. We don't want anybody doing roadblocks on folks doing uh, good works in law enforcement. Thank you. Thank you for Great. being Thank out you, there. And thanks for checking in. All right. Bye-bye. I do have, um, I do have news around the corner. Uh, it's it's kind of law enforcement related, but it's also television programming related. So I will get to that. Uh, do you have kids? Do you have kids or grandkids? Uh, there's a summer camp that I just, <laughs> I just think is very interesting. There are, um, they're not exactly making uh, the, the arts and crafts that we think of in regular summer camps. It's a very interesting story. And um, the homeowner who, who shot people that were planning on breaking into his house got his... His sentence today. We'll we'll explain that story as well. Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka. Come on back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Uh, Before we go anywhere else, I need to share with you the words of someone who made the move like I did and got away from over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs and dealing with pain caused by inflammation. I'm talking about relief factor and the fact that I've been using it now into my fourth month and I haven't taken an over-the-counter pain med or prescription med in almost forever. It's been, it's been four months for me and uh, it's remarkable, nothing short of it. But listen to what Nicole said when she came into the office to talk to us about her experience with Relief Factor. I started getting numbing, like carpal tunnel, but then I started realizing it was all up in my shoulder. The cramping, the pain, it was almost unbearable. When I started taking Relief Factor, it just seemed like everything relaxed and I'm able to stretch it out now. I'm able to work it out. I'm able to sleep. To me, it is a lifesaver. Think about being able to sleep. If you've had pain, pain from inflammation, pain in your neck, your back, your hips, your knees, if it's caused by inflammation, Relief Factor, the all-natural, the all-natural supplement that has helped me so much, it's available. Try the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. 20 bucks. $19.95 to try the three-week quick start pack. Here's what you do. You go to relieffactor.com to get more information. Relieffactor.com. Or if you want to get it going now, pick up the phone. Call them at 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. What are you waiting for? There's a lot going on today. I'm telling you, I'm watching the uh, the recently concluded confirmation hearing for uh, Donald Trump's pick to head the FBI, um, Mr. Ray, W-R-A-Y. It, it really is a, a gigantic time suck to be watching these things. And most of it is because there there is uh, 25% of it is First of all, Mr. Ray, we would like to thank you for your service, and we would like to thank you for what you and your family have agreed to do, and uh, you are an honorable citizen. Yes, all right, we've had all the butt smooching we need. Just get on with it and ask the questions. And again, make them stand. If they all stand, there's going to be less of the posturing. And I'll guarantee you Dick Durbin won't talk as much, and Dianne Feinstein certainly won't talk as much. And Feinstein knew she was going to vote for him before she went in there, but she just wanted her camera time. And so did that Dick Durbin from Illinois. And so did that other guy from Connecticut, that uh, Dick Blumenthal. They just want to get their cameras, their mugs on, on camera. So, uh, all right, calm down, Michael. Calm down. Don't be so, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be kinder, gentler, Mike, especially when it comes to some of these jack wagons. <sighs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, there, there were some great moments that were happening, though. So uh, if, if you want to go back, I'll post some of them later. Uh, I promised you a, a story uh, that I had spotted this in the Wall Street Journal. 
uh, kids going to camp. Did you ever go to camp? We were, we were nine children in our house, in our family. One mom, one dad, nine kids. It was camp every damn day of the year. Let's just put it that way. Our home was a summer camp. Our backyard was the activity center. And what are we doing today? We're riding bikes around the neighborhood. That's what our camp activity was. We didn't make lanyards or any of that stuff. And in terms of crafts, my dad's idea of crafts were learning how to cut the lawn and pull weeds. And that was the way... (laughs) That was the way we kept the house in good shape. And when we were old enough, we learned how to paint. Well, in Denver, there's something kind of interesting going on. I saw this in, in, the, um, in the Wall Street Journal, as I mentioned today. They have a, a Junior Money, Money Matters Financial Summer Camp in Denver. And you know what? I would have loved to attended a financial summer camp as a kid. I was fascinated by the stock market as a child, and my grandfather taught me a lot about the stock market. He's a guy who who didn't have all the college education that everybody else had, but he did he did okay because he paid attention and taught himself the stock market. And now there there are 85 kids between the ages of seven and 11 who've come from all over the country to be in Denver for the Junior Money Matters Camp. They spend a week inside classroom, seven hours a day, studying the U.S. <laughs> the U.S. economy. They study deficit, supply and demand dynamics. This is stuff we're not teaching kids in college. Every kid who graduates from college should have a basic understanding of economics and supply and demand and how our government and economy works. Instead, we're teaching one-legged lesbian Native American folk dancing and why that matters. We're not teaching people the real nuts and bolts of our economy. Not that one-legged lesbian Native American folk dancing isn't important, but we really need to be teaching people both real-life survival skills and real-life business survival skills. So to see that somebody has thought about this, that somebody has stepped up and said, you know what, we need to teach kids. So they're having, I remember when when personal computers started becoming a thing and a few groups put on personal computer summer camps. So I guess this is kind of akin to that. Camp counselors, apparently, from the reporting in the Wall Street Journal, also teach the kids uh, some of the usual camp things. With, you know, the, the clapping games, etc. And um, they play, um, they say they play a game called Sharks and Minnows. And w- when I was a kid, Sharks and Minnows related to what level you are in the swimming classes. That was it. And of course, there are uh, Capri Sun juice packs and, uh, and there are Cheez-Its. But do you know what they do in arts and crafts? I, <laughs> I like this too. In arts and crafts, they're not making lanyards. They're making piggy banks. So I can get behind this summer camp. I can, I can totally get behind this summer camp. Uh, they, they, get questions, they get questions from the kids like, how do countries make money? <laughs> uh, reportedly, one child shouted, by suing people. No, that's not how they do it, young man. They do it by confiscation. (laughs) 
I, I love the point that one of the people made when they talk about the reason why this is so important. Uh, that they say when you, when you train puppies, it's better to train them when they're younger. And it's the same with people. So you, you hear these kids, and some are precocious, and some are just, they're just, you know they're going to be the next, the next uh, mega billionaire out of Silicon Valley. There's a 10-year-old named Madison who's uh, at the camp and said uh, she aspires to be uh, a Harvard University grad who will then go on to medical school. And she knows it's not cheap, so she's already started saving money for her tuition. How do you not love these kids? How do you not finally say, okay, we've got some good things going on. We have kids in capitalist camp. I love this. Some of the kids also have the same problems that normal camps experience. The kids missing their parents. The kids want to talk to mom. One kid said, my mom taught me to sent me here to learn about money and what it's like to be a grown-up. <laughs> I think this is wonderful. I think this is just wonderful. Uh, this is, this is uh, amazing. Kids, they're not just learning about this. They're also learning about Ameridollars versus the Asian dollars. And they have trading sessions where they learn about the markets. I, I love it. So God bless the people who came up with this idea. Denver, they say it came from the guy who was one of the founding fathers of cable TV, a guy named Bill Daniels. Daniels Cable was one of the early cable companies. And Bill Daniels was a guy who felt government interference would strangle business. So he's the guy behind the camp. And it's only two thirty-five a week. If I had a kid today, I would love... I would love to send one of my nieces or nephews to this camp. I wonder, I wonder what their moms or dads would say if I go, hey, can I send your kid to capitalist camp? <laughs> what a great idea. I'm sure out of this camp, out of this camp will come some of the future bankers, leaders, philanthropists of tomorrow. At the end of the week, they apparently set up a simulated town and they run the town for a day. And and I would love to see that. I hope they would put. Uh, <laughs> I would hope they put some of that online. So if you want to see the story, I'll I'll tweet out a link to it. But it's not all business in these kids. As the story wraps up, it says not everybody's dreaming of business careers. Some have their sights set on other places. For example, a young child named Cash who loves the idea of making money, but doesn't love the idea of the corner office on Wall Street. He told the Wall Street Journal reporter, when I grow up, I want to race cars. <laughs> Way to go, Cash. Successful race car drivers are among some of the wealthiest athletes on the planet. This, um, this article was originally titled, Most Camps Have S'mores, This One Has Finance. I'll share it on the Twitter as we go to break, I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to uh, Pure Opelka. Did anyone catch the Late Show last night? Did anybody watch that Stephen Colbert thing on the Late Show last night when uh, the uh, left's new power couple, Joe and Mika, made a, uh, an appearance together? And uh, Joe finally decided he was going to pull the ripcord and leave the Republican Party. Uh, and, and he got a massive amount of applause for it. Uh, I think this is the moment when it happened. He attacked him, said he can never be fair because he's Hispanic. Republicans didn't come out and say, I can never vote for Donald Trump because he's a racist. Time and time and time again, they turned the other way. And they're doing the same thing now. And it's, it's actually disgusting. And you have to ask yourself, what exactly is the Republican Party willing to do? How far are they willing to go? How much of this country and our values are they willing to sell out? But aren't you a Republican? Um, I am a Republican, but I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. I've, I've, I've got to become an independent. And... Yeah, you can see the whole thing. It's online if you want. Uh, the, the weirdest thing about it, I couldn't stop looking at Joe's hair. His hair was higher than Lyle Lovett's hair in 1987. And uh, I actually wrote to Joe and and said, uh, you know, I, I hope your transition to independent is, is successful. And I offered him a spot on this show. I said, these are the questions I'd like to ask you, just so you don't feel like there's any gotchas. I would like to know what, what he feels when he realizes how much airtime they gave to Donald Trump. I would like to know if he feels like he has any responsibility for the election of Donald Trump because they basically gave him unfettered access with softball questions, even asking him, where do you want us to, to go next? He got caught on tape during the commercial. So uh, he is an open door and he generally responds to my emails. I have to tell you that. Yeah, I've been very critical of him, but he does respond to emails. So stay tuned, watch this space. I think it would be very interesting. Also, if you missed the early part of the show when we introduced conservative mama to you, uh, she is a fascinating young female conservative who lives in the kind of purple state of Colorado and puts out some pretty interesting videos, including one that I thought was pretty darn funny, entitled Thinking of Joining the Democratic Party. And she gave him a few ideas on what it's like to be a Democrat. Totally okay to not stand for the national anthem. It's a baby if you want it, but if you don't, then we just call it a fetus. Hate the rich, but we're fine with the global elite rich ruling us all. You can decide whether you're a male or a female on any given day. Free college. If you come to one of our women's marches, you gotta dress like a vagina. We're the party of free-thinking, enlightened individuals. That's why we follow Hollywood and the mainstream media. She's very clever. Her name is Conservative Mama, and you need to check her out. We'll have her back on the show. Tomorrow, I think we've got uh, Billy Hallowell coming back, our buddy who is over at Faithwire, and I think he's up to something else, whether it's another book or a new podcast. Something is happening, and Hallowell wants to talk about it. We'll talk about it with him. Until then, um, f focus today, as I mentioned, on, on manners. I really think it's important for us to say, 
please and thank you. And I'm sorry. And I appreciate you. And I think that changes our world because it starts with us. And that is infectious. And it sounds very simplistic, doesn't it? But who wouldn't want to be treated with dignity, respect, and politeness? Put it together. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. See them. Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.